This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Maj Don are not licensed brokers, broker-dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to Avoiding the Crowd podcast with your host, Maj Dunn. I'm your producer, Robert Kraft from SNN Network, and we're really excited to have you here listening to, I think I think we're on episode five. So, uh, Maj, how you doing, man? Everything good? Yeah, I'm great, man. How are you doing? How was your weekend? You know, my weekend, it was a daddy-daughter weekend. So, it was a lot of uh, just me and, my, me and my little girl just, just chilling. There was a lot of sports on, so I, I had to eat every screen. You know, I faced away from her, but I had every screen. We went to the beach for like a little walk. Forgot the right sunscreen, so it was a fast walk. And you know, it was uh, it wasn't it was nice. I loved it. You know, what about you? I mean, I, I think you told me offline you you just mastered a new uh, a Hendrix lick. Is that what's going on? Well, well, yeah. Wouldn't say I mastered anything, but <laughs> I spent all weekend trying to play a lick. Oh, there <laughs> so, we go. Frustrating weekend. <laughs> I mean, if, I mean, if you're gonna do that to yourself to try and master any kind of Hendrix, you know, uh, guitar riff, like that's, you know, yeah. you're just asking, you're just asking for a very frustrating couple days. Yeah, <laughs> Optimistic though, that I'll get better. <laughs> uh, well, that's good. That's good, man. Well, look, if everybody see my my theme in the back, I got Northern Lights going. I mean, I I, I figured it was my signal of summer starting to come to an end. And also, it's kind of cool with the green and everything. We got we got action. We got movement, you know. But anyways, um, if, if, if this is your first time listening in, thank you for joining us. Um, you can follow the podcast and get every new episode. Really, anywhere you can get podcasts. But if you want to look specifically, go to the website, which is avoidingthecrowd.podbean.com. That's where the full stream is. You can also see the video version of this. If you're not watching this, you're just listening in at youtube.com slash SNNWire. And uh, yeah, you can now find this on Spotify, Stitcher, um, Apple. So uh, please go and rate and review this so we can uh, – continue to spread the message that we're sending here is uh, hoping people can go and look at more quality uh, due diligence and research covering the microcap space. So enough of my spiel. Let's get to our host and our main theme today. And as you, as you know, that most of these episodes are inspired by Maj's weekly wrap up uh, from geoinvesting.com. And this week's wrap up is titled uh, COVID-19 themed stock plays are about to get tricky. Now we're about to go into the fall. We got Halloween relatively coming up in two months. You know, so I think you should have saved this for October 30th, but that's okay. You know, we're dealing with this now. So Maj, with that, why is it about to get tricky? Well, look, I, I could be wrong too, by the way. So I'm not even like, it was just a catchy title. That you it's, a good, so, no, it's, a, it's a good title. It's a, it's, it works. Look, I mean, I think when I'm, uh, there was a panel that um, I was on with you uh, a few, few maybe a few months ago, 
I think it was Connor Halley, Jason Hirschman, and Sam Amari. And yes. Uh, yes. So it was, you know, right, I think it was around March or April. So COVID was really center stage there. It was you, Connor Haley, Jason Hirschman, and Sam Namiri. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and I think you'd ask the question, like, how do you invest through, these, through this crisis? And, you know, Connor made a pretty good point, I thought, where he said, look, you know, he's not looking to really invest in COVID-19 companies. He's aware of it. But really just, you know, basically evaluate companies as usual and businesses as usual. And he, I don't think he would, you know, was investing in COVID-19 type of companies and that's not what he's all about really. And I think I really thought that was an interesting, a cool way of looking at it. And I thought, well, what if I did want to invest in them? What if I wanted to invest in COVID-19 companies and, or wanted to look at COVID-19 as a theme to invest in, how would I do it? And um, first of all, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not doing that you know, really in any big way and haven't done all I've taken some nips and buds here at some, some interesting plays. But I kind of think, how, how can we look at this? And I figured a few ways you could look at this if you're an investor um, wanting to invest in the COVID-19 type of theme. And you could look at companies that are about to experience an acceleration and growth in the short run. You know, this all of a sudden they have some interesting product um, that um, like gloves maybe or masks. And um, you can look at companies that are gonna experience an acceleration in their long-term growth trends um, because of what they already do, um, home health care, for example. Um, and you can look at companies that maybe that have been um, unfairly punished, uh, that have been negatively impacted by COVID-19 um, and eventually will come out of it okay. And that's kind of the, the buckets I kind of put, I would put those in. Um, and so the mo- you know, some of the bigger bigger gains, at least in the short run, have been companies that have directly benefited from or I hate the word benefited, but their, their businesses have definitely seen an uptick because, you know, they've, I mean, ventilators, for example, and, and the PP, other PPE stuff. And the trick is to figure out, like, when is, how long, which of those trends are going to stick long term? You know, which ones are going to uh, dissipate over time? Um, maybe some stay around for many years. You know, when does that peak occur? Um, if we're living in a new world, um, how far we collect that peak and what what is a normal run rate look like in revenue for, the, for some of those companies in those areas? That's a challenge, you know, and that's a, and that, and that's kind of why I stay away from it because like it's a, it is a challenge. How do you predict that, right? So what could be what could be dangerous for investors that aren't doing deep dive into some of these companies to understand them is getting stuck in a company that's going to peak um, and come off its peak sharply when COVID nineteen um, you know plays over or whatever. And, uh, I, I, but I've spoken to some investors who understand it tremendously. They understand the space very well. And um, they're investing in companies that they believe are going to um, benefit for many, many years from revenue and, and cash flow generation from this whole thing. So, but as an investor, though, you want to you be in that position. You, wanna, you, you don't want to go into this not knowing how the company you're investing in is going to be, you know, if, it's, if it's a COVID-19 play, how it's going to be able to, evolve over time through this whole thing. So that's really important. So I'm not saying don't invest in them. You know, I would never give any advice anyway, but um, I think it can be, um, you, can, you can get caught up in some of these moves that some of these stocks are making, and all of a sudden you have a portfolio that's COVID-19 portfolio. And 
you know, most of them revert to the mean the whole time, and then, then, then what happens? So at least just be an informed investor like you would in any, in any other investment you would make. Know what you're investing in. Understand all the currents. Um, so the, but the, the ones I, and when you're looking at that kind of company too, uh, some of these companies got, got unusual benefits from COVID-19. You might want to also ask yourself, okay, well, are there, is there other stuff going on in the, in the background that's also growing, not COVID-19 related? And um, that way, when COVID-19 revenue does disappear over time, they have, um, um, there you go, you disappear. <laughs> they, they, have, they, they have other things going for them. I'm sorry, if you're not watching Bobby, his head disappeared for a second. I don't know what happened to him. He lost his head. <laughs> Proud of cleaning out his COVID-19 portfolio as we're speaking. <laughs> so, so, uh, so that, what I, where I like to be um, is uh, maybe looking at companies, two, two pieces, two areas. So if I am going to play the COVID-19 theme at all, it's going to be in companies that are going to benefit, I think, because um, of their growth plans is going to get a lift from the overall COVID-19 theme. Like I said earlier, home health care, you know, some medical device companies I own, I own in that um, arena done well. Um, I, I, you know, the cloud communication space, UCAS space, those companies I've owned in, in that space with that growth, those, which is remote, remote communication, cloud communication, uh, remote conferencing, that's only going to get, um, become a stronger trend over time. It was already a strong trend. Um, so those are, that's an example of areas I'm looking at. Um, no, so now I also want to look at a bucket where, which mentioned earlier, the unfairly punished bucket, you know, restaurant company stocks that, you know, ever have a, had a, had, a, had a good management team in place that had prepared for mobile ordering already to get a lot of um, the revenue from drive-through. Um, if some of those stocks got punished, I'm looking at those um, to, to maybe add aggressively here soon um, that maybe have fallen 50, 60% and should see a pretty big increase in revenue once we come out of COVID. Actually, some of them I looked at are actually doing really well now, um, but the, the stock price are still depressed. Um, so um, there's an example, maybe another area actually is medical device companies where um, that had a, where they, their device served a lot of elective surgeries. So during COVID-19, there were a lot of elective type of surgeries that were put on hold. So um, some of those companies saw a big drop down in uh, revenue during, but eventually, you know, those surgeries are gonna come back and there's still a few companies selling at really depressed prices compared to where they prefer. They had high hopes and high growth prospects that should do well once, um, I'd like the surgeries come back in, in a bigger way again. Um, I look for companies that reinvent themselves. That's, I mean, um, so if you're investing in good management, they just seem to be able to reinvent themselves. Um, uh, for example, uh, there was one company I was I invested in that all of a sudden um, started their metal their metal fabrication business. They started pivoting it a little bit towards yeah, helping them make hospital beds in the meantime. So they were, you know, just just looking for nimble management teams that are able to not make it the core of their business, but able to take Idle, idle capacity in their maybe the, maybe in the plant, and turn it into something in the meantime, while they're waiting for the other business to come back. Um, so that that was interesting. So um, that's kind of some stuff how I kind of looked at the process a little bit, and I just don't want to be stuck in a, a pure COVID nineteen play where I don't understand what's going on, and then all of a sudden I'm stuck with all these shares um, as they're as they're falling hard, and I've missed the peak. So. I just stay away from that. I'm not going to understand it fully, so I stay away from it. But I, um, I have talked to some investors that do, like I said earlier, that do, that do um, know the space well. So um, 
if anybody wants to know um, who that might be or wants some references, just let me know. Email me at maj.geoinvesting.com and I can probably hook you up with um, some investors who know the space, the COVID-19 kind of play really well. So, so Maj, you know, one, one question I wanted to follow up here real quick from the, from the uh, wrap up that you did is you, you said, you know, basically we're trying to figure out what type of habits will stick around um, and which ones will fade back to normality. You know, that's why when it comes to COVID-19, we're more interested in looking at companies that will experience an acceleration in long-term growth due to long-lasting implications of the pandemic and are not impacted by COVID-19 or stocks that have fallen due to what we believe are temporary negative business impacts from COVID-19. You know, so, I mean, with all that in mind, you know, what, when, especially when this all first broke out, I mean, what, as an investor, what did you do? Do you, do you just sit down and like, all right, I'm gonna have a cup of coffee and I'm gonna start, and I'm just gonna start thinking about these things, you know, and see where my mind goes and see maybe what themes I make the most sense. I mean, like where, you know, for those who are listening in that are just like, okay, this is such a huge undertaking potentially, you know, where, how, how do you get your start really thinking about these things or thinking about various industries that could be affected or in the long term actually be strong? Yeah, I mean, you, know, you, never, you don't know this is going to happen when it happens, right? So you could be prepared for it. You couldn't be prepared for it. So the first thing I really wanted to do was understand what I, you know, what that, how COVID-19 might affect the companies that I do own. And that, you know, is, you know so the, bucket, the, the buckets were negatively, you know, potentially positive momentum in the business or no effect. And then from there, you know, kind of, okay, what does that my portfolio look like now? How heavy am I against is my portfolio when these companies are going to get heavily impacted by COVID-19? And that was really the most important bucket really for me to analyze because I'm like, okay, if I'm looking at that, those companies, um, do I want to keep holding them through this pandemic? Do I want to add to them if they go down? Do I have confidence? So that's how I kind of looked. I didn't look at it in terms of like taking advantage of COVID-19. I never looked at it that way. You know, kind of what kind of Connor Haley had said too. Um, um, but I did try to see my, my, the, the portfolio I already have. How does it look? How do I make it better? How do I take advantage of the situation and, and deploy capital in the right way? So when my strategy going in was, okay, here's the, the stocks that are, are probably going to get affected negatively. I'm probably going to keep 90% of them. When I went through the, I went through the whole list, I was comfortable with management teams. I, and they had good balance sheets and it went, you know, I, I felt they're going to come out of this. So the thing was, when do I want to, when do I want to start deploying capital to them was the next question. Right. And I really didn't start doing that until recently, actually, because a lot of them still stayed down. Um, they've proven they can weather you know, Q1 and Q2. Uh, you know, actually, Q2 was probably going to be the low point for revenue for a lot of companies. Um, you know, it's never, as, it's never as bad as you think it's going to get. And that's what you learn. I've invested you know, through a lot of micro turmoil. And we, usually the scenario in our head is worse than it is in reality. So I wasn't, so that was the first thing I did. Those, those negative, those negative um, performing companies that had real direct exposure, negative exposure, COVID-19, do I want to keep them? And if I do want to keep them, um, as they go down, maybe 50% or so, what do I want to add to them? That's how I went through that thought process there. And then I was like, okay, well, here's the companies that I think they're going to see acceleration in their growth. Um, I hope they pull back so I can add to them, you know, right away. And that's kind of what I did early on. There were you know, several companies that had fallen that had, were going to have no effect by COVID-19 in their business. 
and we're going to see acceleration of routine. So I made, you know, I went there to, to add those. And only after I did that did I really start looking for other stocks to maybe add to my portfolio um, around those two themes still. So I would go and look at, okay, which, which of these stocks I'm looking at now that maybe were on my list that I don't own yet are in that negative bucket that I might want to start buying soon. Um, and which one of those, which of these stocks have actually, I, I, I didn't was able to buy in the last two years because they got away from me that maybe have come down with their growth just are better now than they were before. You know, and that's, that's how I, how I kind of went through it. Um, and then of course around that, I would, you know, you know, you get caught up in some trade in some of these stocks, but some short term COVID-19 companies here and there, but didn't make it the core of my portfolio. Like there are some companies that are seeing a potentially, um, very, you know, being re their growth is being revived from, you know, from what's going on here when the new world will be living in the, the tr new, indus new industries will be born, um, new opportunities will be born to invest in. So I'm looking at some of those too, like what will be around for the long term because of COVID-19. So that's how, that's so how the, okay. So, so then let's go back to the original question for this week's episode, you know, about, is it about to get tricky? You know, are, I mean, are, are, is it is it maybe still too soon to even ask that question because it's still so unclear when, you know, a vaccine will be ready or, you know, a, a treatment like a, a, a real, you know, wide, worldwide globally accepted treatment. I mean, so is it is it too early to think that it's about to get tricky or, you know, should we start thinking about it now that it could get tricky? You know what? I don't know. So the fact you have asking, an answer. The fact that you're asking the question means it's tricky. <laughs> so it's like, it's I, I, <laughs> so I guess what I'm what I'm really trying to get at is I don't want to put myself in that position to know that, right? I just it is tricky for me. To, I don't I don't know the answers. Um, and like I said, there are some people I'm talking to that really are did deep dive into some companies that do some, do have some answers on some of these companies that I do want to mention. Simple today, but um, yeah, I don't know. But I don't think it's ever too early to start asking these kind of questions because, you know, at some point there, it's going to be, it's going to be a reality, but it's, it's possible. I'm totally wrong. It's possible that this is not a question to ask maybe until 18 months from now, who knows, two years from now, maybe, maybe there, maybe it isn't difficult. We won't, we won't know. We won't know until the vaccine comes out, how well it works. Um, uh, there may be a change in long-term attitude where people are going to be wearing masks for many years to come. You know, maybe masks are worn, by service providers, you know, in restaurants still, but maybe the patrons don't wear them anymore. There's a list, a lot of things to, uh, to, to, to discuss. But here, it's, it's plausible to believe that lots of the stuff, um, um, like the PPE stuff, is going to be around, it's definitely going to be at, a, at an elevated level more than it was before the pandemic for some time. The question is, and if, and if it brings a lot of cash flow for companies while they can grow other parts of their business, and it, it'd be very interesting. I'm, for sure, I'm sure for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe the, the way to wrap this up is that, you know, is there ever a time in investing where it's not tricky? And that's the fun of it. You know, I mean, whether it's a COVID theme or GFC or Brexit or any of these big macro um black swan and non-black swan events or potential black swan events or really good events. I mean, at the end of the day, that's why you listen to, to podcasts like this and, and other sorts of podcasts just to, you know, hopefully not 
Well, not as tricky, but guess what? We're just as confused as everybody else. <laughs> well, I, I think the thing is that you, you make it to less tricky. You can make it less tricky by not caring about that stuff, though. You know, so don't so by not consuming yourself with COVID nineteen stocks and stuff. You know, just just invest the old fashioned way and invest in good companies and great manager teams that tend to kind of hopefully grow through this stuff. So again, you can invest in, in reaction to a crisis or you can invest through crises, right? So the best way to do that is just find great companies. And what's what's pretty amazing, what you'll find out if you have if you start doing that and you have diversified portfolios of great companies and great manager teams, they tend to be able to weather these storms. It, you know, and, and that's what you, start, you learn. And don't focus so much on the theme. Focus a lot on the company and your comment that it can get through different themes as we move, move along. And that's why I kind of like some, you know, diversification to some degree. You know, I know there's a the battle between we talked about before between diversification and concentration. You know, the cowboy ego, they want concentration, one, two stocks, I'm going to bat it, you know, I'm going to bat it out of the park. But then, you know, what if it's all invested in areas where it's going to get just destroyed, right? Like what happened with COVID-19, potentially. Maybe you had the worst stocks you could have had. So if you have a diversified portfolio of great companies and great management teams, it, make, it might make it easier for you to weather that type of storm and be in a better probability for it to succeed. So um, for sure. That's one. I just want to throw that out there. No, that was a good, that was a good, that was a good you pitch. That was, no, that was a good pitch to throw. I, I, I I think we all, I think we all are, are taking a look at that one. That's for sure. All right, Maj. Well, I think that's a good way to wrap up for this episode. Um, where can people go and follow more information about you and subscribe to your newsletter and, and everything you got going on at Geoinvesting? So geoinvesting.com is our website. And we have a, a seven day free trial. Um, if you want to check it out, we have an annual, biannual and a monthly subscription offers. Uh, publish uh, research every day. Um, we, we publish a weekly a weekly wrap up research um, email that goes out every uh, every Sunday. Uh, we develop model portfolios based on the different themes we're following at Geovesting uh, for our members to uh, take a look at. Um, you can email me directly at maj at geoinvesting.com. Follow me at Twitter at maj geoinvesting, or you can follow geoinvesting directly at Twitter at geoinvesting. Awesome. Well, Maj, always a pleasure. And uh, yeah, have a great Labor Day weekend. You too, man. All right. Later. Hit those drums. Yeah, I wish. Later. <laughs> this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not an offer or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell securities. SNN Network and Maj Don are not licensed brokers, broker-dealers, market makers, investment bankers, investment advisors, analysts, or underwriters. We do not recommend any companies discussed. We may buy and sell securities in any company mentioned and may profit in the event those securities rise in value. We recommend you consult with a professional investment advisor, broker, or legal counsel before purchasing or selling any securities referenced in this podcast.